Hello, everyone. How are you doing? Welcome to another episode of the Dr. Will Show, where we talk about digital disruption and becoming the CEO of you. Each week, I zoom in someone who's just dope and putting in the work, and we discuss strategies and ideas that are for you to how you can live your best life. I am your host, Dr. Will, and today I am here with Dariana Lozano. How are you doing, Dariana? Good, good. How are you doing tonight? I am all right. Thank you for being the guest on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to share my knowledge and help people figure out this social media thing. (laughs) Excellent, excellent. So yeah, people, we're going to be talking about social media strategy today. Uh, I wanted uh, Dari Lowe, as she's known on the social media platforms uh, on the show, because quite honestly, you know, you are really doing it out there. I love your blog posts. Uh, I saw you on Madeline's uh, Twitter chat. Yeah. This is nice. (laughs) Thank you so uh, much. I said, let me get you on. (laughs) And you said, yes. Yes, of course. Any way I can help people, I'm here for it. So thank you so much for inviting me on. Well, you are welcome. Thank you. So for those who will be watching this in the future on YouTube or on SoundCloud and SoundCloud or iTunes, I need for you to introduce yourself. Yeah, so I am Dariana Lozano. As you said, I'm based in New York City and I've been doing social media marketing for over seven years now. Um, I own my own social media agency, which I started about three years ago, and I've worked with um, mom and pop brands, big national brands, um, financial publications, uh, just across so many different industries and verticals. Uh, right now, a lot of my clients are in hospitality, but we work with an app. So, you know, I've kind of applied social media strategy to uh, almost every kind of business out there and I'm here to tell you that social media can definitely apply to be applied to any business no matter if you think so or not you have an audience out there awesome so (laughs) what fascinates about me and this is what I love about the podcast is bringing people on and hearing about their journey and I really get geeked over this so who is Dariana Lozano and what drew you to social media Yeah. So, you know, I worked at a lot of agencies, internal agencies, um, and social media always seemed like an afterthought. And I got kind of tired of that. Um, I, you know, social media can be so powerful, especially if you have a plan behind it. It's not just uh, here, post this, and then a million people show up. Like that's not really how it works, especially for smaller brands, maybe for big, huge brands that, you know, that might work, but you really have to have a plan. You have to have enough time to market. You have to really build that audience. I usually say um, social media is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And you really do have to work on it every day. So I got sick of people just not thinking about it. And I decided I want to do this for brands the right way. And I want to help smaller brands uh, and people, everyday people kind of make their dreams come true because now we have this amazing platform where anyone can pretty much sell anything. And I wanted to help people um, understand that and really use it the right way. Mm. So when someone think, okay, you went there and I like that. So <laughs> some people will think 
social media is for Beyonce. It is for YouTube folks who are going to be doing these videos. It's right. not. It's not for me, particularly my audience who are educators. Right. So why does someone need a social media strategy, and what goes into selecting the platforms an individual or a company will m maybe try to implement? Right. So. Like I said, there everyone has an audience out there. Um, when I worked at a financial publication, was when that really came to light for me because we're selling these really high-ticket finance magazines, and people bought them. They bought them from Twitter campaigns and tweets and you know Facebook posts and a lot of LinkedIn. But you know, it really opened my eyes, and I I was like, wow, if these people are finding this really specific product, then anybody can sell this. And especially nowadays, I think it's really important to work on your personal brand. Um, why not? You have the platform and you need to, in order to use it correctly and to get the results you want, you need to have a strategy. And the first part of that is definitely figuring out where you want to be. And I think a lot of people get confused and they think they need to be on every single network and you really don't. Um, if you want to try what we call the big three, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, um, start there. Instagram, I would say maybe put a little bit more effort to since it's the one that I've been seeing blow up the most um, with all these new live features and being able to tag locations and hashtags. Uh, they're really developing the network and you can reach so many people. Again, you have to use it dynamically and you figure out how it fits your brand and your business. But it's really the up and not up and coming. It is the big one right now. Um, Facebook, people use it more like a search engine. It's good to have a presence on there. Um, I don't think you should put as much, not that you shouldn't put as much of an effort into it, but you might not see results right away on there. That's the one that's a little bit more difficult. It's like pulling teeth. <laughs> and if you're educators, I think LinkedIn is a great place to start. I love LinkedIn. It's um, very professional people. Uh, if you're really trying to make sales or, or reach a very specific audience of professionals, and you're, that's definitely a good one to be on. And Twitter is my personal favorite. Uh, it's so easy to find conversations through hashtags and keyword searches and everything in such a fast pace. It's just really easy to connect. And like you said, you found me on, on a Twitter chat and here we are having this conversation now. So Twitter, I think, is, is the underdog because it does have a learning curve. But that's where I see most return, and that's where I like to start building brands from. So that's my advice. And then just if you want to test, there's a lot of smaller niche um, social media networks out there. So if there's anything that's particular to your um, part of education, you can try to figure what those are. But, you know, start with the big ones and then chop it down from there. If you're not seeing results somewhere, just give it up, and it's better for you to actually concentrate on learning how to use the networks that actually bring you traffic instead of wasting time on ones that don't. So you don't have to be everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to throw this out there to you because I've worked with teachers because Twitter is my jam as well. And I've worked yes. with teachers on how to use Twitter, but what I've heard is no one is responding to me. Um, how do I know if this person is, credible who, who they say they are right. one of the things I tell teachers or just and I think this is applicable to anyone but when you first get on Twitter and no one knows you are there 
you have to use a hashtag. Yes, absolutely. Right. And you have to find the conversations. Yes. You can't <laughs> just throw a tweet out like, hey, I need help with this. If no one, if only people who know you are there is yourself and your mama. <laughs> You know, no, no one is going to respond, you know, because they don't know you're there. But with a hashtag, people can find that conversation. Or if you tweet someone directly. Right. Yes. You can begin the the conversation. Right. And it's one of it's one of the easiest networks to make connections on, especially if you are trying to reach a specific person or or get very specific questions answered. Like you said, hashtags are definitely key there. I mean, the other day I asked about a magician <laughs> for my best friend's wedding. And I got so many responses. I, it was crazy. So people are out there talking. They're having these conversations. Just if you use the right hashtag, your question will get found and I'm sure someone will answer. And you just have to be consistent. Like with any other network, you just got to keep finding those conversations and keep talking. <laughs> mm, I like that. So one of the big things people talk about is return on investment right so I want to talk about engagement because as you said you need to be consistent and some people they'll get on today they won't get on tomorrow they get on next week or you know sometimes I really dislike when I look up and someone has followed me and I go check out their Twitter feed and I go you haven't been here in three weeks yeah (laughs) like you're not getting followed today right Uh, because You're not, you know, like, what is this conversation going to be about? You know, right. how, are you, you're not going to be an asset to my network. Um, what practices should businesses or an individual implement in regards to actually engaging people on social media? Yeah, so I completely agree with you. Consistency is key and you have to keep it up. Um, and that's where that strategy comes in because you, you're setting yourself up for success in that way. Um, you can plan out what days you want to be active on if you're short on time. I always suggest at least three times a week because you don't want people to forget you, but you also don't want to bombard them. And I think that's a good, um, I think that's a manageable amount of posting to do. Um, I think that if you have a plan, you're less likely to become inconsistent. And if you know what's coming up, then you have, you'll get inspired from different places. So, you know, maybe you share an article every Tuesday. So now you'll be on the lookout. Oh, this article is interesting. And then you can put it into your schedule and you know what you're going to do. It's not, you're not scrambling for, for content anymore. Um, I think for engagement, definitely ask questions. You might be talking to yourself at first, (laughs) but you have to not get discouraged and keep asking and kind of keep going. Um, Engagement going forward, especially now with all the changes in like the Facebook newsfeed and the algorithm, um, it's key. And so how do you get people to talk to you? You ask them questions. The same as having a conversation in real life. Um, again, don't get discouraged by people not answering you. It happens. Everyone has to start somewhere. Um, and if you find yourself speaking to yourself a lot, you have to go out there yourself and find the conversations and be proactive about that. So finding those hashtags, interacting with other accounts, you can do that as your business on Facebook. You can on Instagram, like posts from people posting within a hashtag or influencers, you can go on their account, see who's talking to them, check out those accounts that are leaving comments. 
like a few of their photos. So it's going to be a little bit time consuming, but engage, taking that time to engage with others first is usually how you start building an authentic community around your, your accounts. Mm-hmm. So is there a formula between sort of live tweeting or live posting on LinkedIn versus using, let's say, TweetDeck, where you can actually schedule things in advance? So I use a mix of both. I leave myself enough time so that it's something does pop up. And if you read my blog, sometimes you'll see a feature comes out and then I'll have a blog post about it the next day. Sometimes it's not like that. And it's because I've already either written the blog or it's mostly done and I have it already set. And there's a reason why, Uh, for example, like I have my course coming out. So I have a few posts ready to go about social media strategy. Uh, But if something pops up, um, then I go in and I create content around it. For example, last night, the Instagram API opened up. So that means now you can schedule your posts to go out on Instagram, just like you would a tweet whereas you couldn't do that before. So today I went live for a few minutes from my, in my Facebook group and on my Facebook page just to, you know, chat a little bit about that, that new feature that popped up. So I think you have to have a balance. You have to leave enough room there for yourself. So I think once you get used to stick to posting consistently to your schedule, and then once you get used to that, you'll find where you have those flexible moments where you can kind of jump in on, on new trends that are happening. Mm. So you just mentioned content and I was on someone else's podcast and I told them that I believe all educators should be in the content creation game. Yes. Where does content creation come into play in building one's brand? How should one decide what type of content they should be uh, creating and how important is it to create content versus just retweeting or sending stuff from other people's well uh, with stuff that other people has have created yeah that's a great question um original content helps you build your credibility and it also helps you show people what you know so and it and it helps you attract people from your tribe so if you're willing to reach it or if you want to reach a certain audience, then you have to think about what their pain points are and how you can help. And you can do that by creating original content. And that uh, process of creating the content has to come down to what you feel comfortable creating, what you have the time to create, if you need like the production value, like maybe you're not great at video, so maybe you want to hire someone to help you with that. Can you? Um, So for example, I create checklists and little workbooks and blog posts and now I'm starting to go into live video. Uh, But I didn't do the live videos before. That's a very new thing for me. Uh, But I have a resource library and my resource library is based on the questions that I see pop up in my audience or new things that are happening in social media. So it's just taking what your audience needs and kind of giving it to them and showing that you do have valuable information and that they can trust you because, you know, you're showing them what your value is through these pieces of content. So um, for education, that again, that depends on who you're trying to reach, what you're teaching. But I think creating content, original content is really valuable because it helps you build that brand and build that community around you. You can show your personality. Um, People 
might learn from you a specific way that they don't from someone else. So then that will gravitate them to you. So it's really important just to, to show your knowledge mm-hmm. and figure out what that is. And in creating content, how important is it to have a singular voice? Because before you and I actually started recording, we talked about how even earlier in my podcast, I had just a whole bunch of varying a topic. Yeah. And it even concerned me that what image, what story was I telling about my own expertise? So when, when you, either yourself or you're working with clients and, and you're saying, okay, we, not, we need to create content, but this content needs to speak or tell your story in this way. So how important is it to have that singular voice versus just, I'm just putting stuff out there and see what sticks? Yeah, so I'm so happy you said a story because a lot of people don't realize or they don't use storytelling as a tool. And figuring out what your voice is is super important because again, everyone learns a different way. Everyone um, kind of is drawn to different personalities and things like that. So you really want to attract the people that vibe with you. So figuring out what that voice is and really really what your goals are and what you want people to take away um, is really important. So that's like, that's very early on in your strategy. You have to figure out who your audience is, who you really want to reach, how you're going to do that through the content, and then what voice you want to have. So if you're, let's say, a business-to-business-based company, you might be a little bit more formal. But if you know, you're a coach, you might want to be hipper or, you know, snarky, who knows, but, you know, it's like Gary Vaynerchuk, he's very snarky, he uses cursed words, but he has a huge audience that relates to him in on that level, whereas other social media people don't, you know, have more of a professional buttoned up look and feel, so that all depends on, on what you want to put across, so you know, figuring that out is definitely key because like you said, you don't want to be kind of all over the place. I think it confuses people and you'll find it way easier to exclude people and be really specific as opposed to try to please everybody and, and not really touching upon one thing. Mm. Yes, Gary Vee, I have to listen to him in, in small doses. Yeah, right. He's not for everyone, but that's okay. I mean, that's fine. It's just people, like I said, there's, there's a for every for every um taste there's a flavor <laughs> yes so, yes and he is a, so he's he's very specific but he has a huge following and those people yes. love him but he's not for everybody and that's fine yes yes and i'm glad you brought him up because he's a perfect example of something i want to throw out there for you because he is a beast with content creation so yes. where some where some people say create content where it rolls out once a day, once a week, once every two weeks. He has that cell phone with him and D-Rock, and they do content like every day. Every day, all the time. That just (laughs) comes out. So how does someone decide how content should come out? Should they say, okay, in order to build my audience, I'm going to give them something to look for like, you know, Black Lightning comes on Tuesday at eight o'clock. <laughs> right, right. Every Tuesday. So every Wednesday, I'm going to drop a brand new video or a brand new blog post. Or if the mood strikes, I'm jumping on Facebook Live or I'm going to get up here and I'm going to 
all throughout the day with Instagram doing all this. So how, how does someone decide or what strategy in terms of rollout of content creation works best for them? Yeah, well, I think that depends a lot on how comfortable you are creating content and what kind of content you're, you're comfortable creating. I, like I said, I, I drop a new social media tip every week. I try my best to get them done on Wednesdays. Sometimes it gets pushed to Thursdays if it's a really busy week. Um, but I just started going live literally two weeks ago. <laughs> and that's something that I had to kind of work up to. Um, but, you know, I just wasn't comfortable with it. And now I'm starting to, to get more comfortable with that format. So I think it's just finding, again, what that balance is for you and then getting in the habit of it. Um, one of my clients is a celebrity chef and he, this is something that I, he kind of struggled with in the beginning as well. It's like, how much do I share? Do I share all? I'm like, well, do what you're comfortable with. You can't, it can't seem forced or people are not going to respond to it. So he's slowly little by little doing, you know, showing us what he's doing throughout the day. If he's cooking something or if he's skateboarding down the street, he'll put that up on and people really react to it. But again, it has to feel natural to you. So I wouldn't say don't force it, but try to kind of push yourself a little bit. So, you know, get on that live and, and having that schedule again, that strategy and that schedule helps. So I, for example, put the social media tip out. I'm sure I make sure I do one every week. Mm. Wednesdays are usually the day that it gets pushed to my mailing list. And then I promote it on Thursday. So I know those are the things that are happening and I try to prepare the best. Sometimes like today, my, my tip won't go out probably till tomorrow, but it, I'm, I try to keep consistent with that. Okay. So build, yeah. So just building, figuring out that schedule, figuring out, figuring out, what your goals are. So, you know, if you want to push an email list, then you make sure you have at least one post asking people to join your mailing list every week. And then you prepare for that going forward. Mm, I like this. I like this. And since you just brought up sharing. Okay. So now I want to ask you this because not everyone shares the same aspect of their lives right so i've checked out some of the stuff you you've done and you have some personal stuff there and stuff on food and things yeah <laughs> and uh but some people like you see pictures of their kids right or pictures of them in outfits where i go you're a lawyer i don't know if you want to share know you want. That. <laughs> um how does someone decide Again, thinking back to their brand, how much of their personal lives they should share, whether they're comfortable with the world knowing or not, but right. making sure that the content that they do put out there still aligns with their brand and tells the story that they right. want to be told. Again, there's that word story, and I think that's what people should really concentrate and stick to is what story do you want to tell? Will you, you know, as a lawyer, is this photo of you in your outfit, you're going out that night, is that really gonna help you tell your story the right way? And sometimes it doesn't, and then that's when you have to choose whether or not to create an account just for your business, and then keep the personal stuff personal, and, and so what degree you can share. And I think that'll evolve as well. Um, I used to share more personal things, and I kind of cut back on that again, because I, it wasn't the image that I wanted to put out there, and it just, I don't go out anymore. So there's no reason for me to post that stuff. Um, but I do, I do think that you do need to share personality. So a little bit of your personal, it's not terrible, but you know, 
maybe not shaking your booty on the dance floor. It might it might go with your brand, but if most of the time, probably not. All maybe. right. <laughs> you went there, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so when people, there's something that most, the average person does not think about, which is uh, SEO. Yes. What is your golden rule or the standards you live by when it comes to SEO? Yeah, so I'm not an SEO expert. I think if you have a website and you need um, SEO, hire an expert to do that. But with that said, social media is now getting picked up by search engines. So keep in mind the keywords that you are trying to rank for and use them in your captions because now when people search, your Twitter post or your Instagram post might pop up before your website ever does. So you keep in mind that your keywords are still, you know, this, the algorithms on Google or Yahoo are picking up your social media posts. Um, I also really encourage Google Plus. Um, there's not that many people on there. It's a lot of marketing geeks, <laughs> so just myself, but it being active on Google Plus does help your ranking a little bit in the back end, which is something people don't really realize. Um, if you're a brick and mortar business, I think it's essential that you're on Google Plus because people do leave reviews. And again, it all kind of goes back to your ranking. So social media does help your SEO rankings. So keep posting, use those relevant keywords, those hashtags um, that relate to your business, use those in your captions. Mm -hmm. So now I'm gonna throw this out there to you, which I assume I know the answer, but do you Google yourself? <laughs> I haven't in a while, but yes, I think it's important to figure that out and go private, go on the private um, search because if you Google yourself from your own computer, you will be number one every time, <laughs> <laughs> which is so, because some people are like, yeah, look, I, I'm like, yeah, well, how many, how, you probably Google yourself a lot <laughs> and that's why you're number one. So think about that as well. So always go incognito or private before you try to Google yourself. Um, but I do, I, I'd like to see what pops up and sometimes it'll be Google Plus, sometimes it'll be an article. I, I, my articles are published in social media today, social media week and publications like that. So those tend to pop up first because they have more authority over my website, which makes sense because they're huge publications. Um, but yeah, I think it's important to go back in and do it every once in a while and see what's out there. <laughs> awesome. I'll, see, those are great jewels that you just dropped. Google yourself in incognito. Yes. Yeah. That is awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> so now I want to talk to you about live video. Yes. It is seriously popping right now. It is. <laughs> You have your Periscope, your Facebook Live, and your Instagram Live, and so many people are really killing it with live video. And I mean, I've done a Google Hangout before. Yeah. I used to do my shows live like that, but Google Hangout it, <laughs> it sucks. And, it, and <laughs> I, I hate being in a conversation with someone, and then all of a sudden it's like, it's good. It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm going to pay for something now. So that's why yeah. I have Zoom <laughs> to, keep the, to keep the party going. Yeah. Um, 
But where does live video fit into someone's social outreach strategy? And what has, and I know you spoke about it briefly, but what has been your experiences with uh, live video? Yeah, so like you said, live video is definitely like where we get the most reach and engagement from people. Um, I'm not exactly sure why, except people really respond to video content. And I think when it's live, you get a little bit of that kind of, I don't want to call it voyeuristic, but you know, it's live. So people feel more connected to it. It's happening right now. Um, A lot of the platforms that you ask questions and interact with people while they're live, which I think is amazing. Um, so we, I, I'm trying live video more myself. Um, I tend to be a little camera shy, but it's really important to get out there right now. Like I said, if you're trying to gain more reach, it's the perfect way to do it. Um, with the celebrity chef I work with, we usually shoot a video for his, he does uh, monthly specials at his restaurant. So we'll have him go live. Even if it's a few minutes, just go live, walk the, walk his um, audience through what the special is. And those videos like outrank anything else that we do. It's kind of crazy. Um, and there's so many different formats. So you can do a Q&A with your audience. You can interview someone else while live. Um, and there's a lot of software that lets you do that. Um, you saw that with Madeline Sklar after we had our Twitter chat. The after chat was on Facebook Live and people were able to join and interact with us while we were having a conversation. Um, you can uh, just show people how to do something. There's so many different ways to use live uh, that I, I recommend it for everyone. And I'm finally uh, practicing what I preach and I'm also <laughs> getting into the live video situation. But people seem to really respond to it. I think it's that, um, I think people crave more of a genuine, real, closer to real interaction. And that's what live videos help you do. Mm. It's, it's awesome. I, and, uh, you know, I don't know if it was a mistake or not, but I have my notifications actually set on Instagram. So anytime I, I follow someone, they go live. I just go, whoop. So, so yep, it's I, in there. <laughs> let me see who is this. This is. And then someone today went live and she was telling people about how to pay off debt. And she said something and then people were like, well, What's next? Oh, I'm not giving that away for free. <laughs> I'm like, well, you should open up the conversation. <laughs> well, it's a good marketing tool. She gave you a little bit of her knowledge, and now you're like, huh, I want to learn more. <laughs> oh, like. But yeah, the notifications, I'm glad you brought that up because that's, I think that's a big reason. Another like reason why it does so well is because whenever you do go live, your audience gets a notification. Um, it happens on Facebook. It happens on Instagram. And it just lets, like, gives them a reminder. And on Facebook, you can schedule a live and people can sign up to get the notification for when you go live. So that's helpful too, because it's, like, it's almost like when you sign up for a webinar and you get that email that's like, hey, we're going live in an hour. So it's just a little reminder and it helps people be there instead of just kind of stumbling upon whenever it is that the video goes up. Mm. So before we go, this has been awesome conversation. I'm just sitting here going like I've gone through my questions already. <laughs> like, wow. Uh, for those individuals who may watch this, may hear the interview, and they still think that social media is a waste of their time, what 
is your call to action to them? What do you say to them to get them to embrace this world we live in? <laughs> and how can people actually work with you? Yeah, so I mean, just in the simplest form, take a walk outside. What do you see? Go to an event, go to a coffee shop. What are people doing? They're on their phones. What are they doing on their phones? Probably browsing Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat. They're on social media. That should be evidence enough that social media works. I think that you can misuse it and not see results. I think that if you're not consistent, I know that if you're not consistent, you're not gonna see results. If you don't think about the content that you're putting out there, you're not gonna see results. If you're just posting puppies and you sell books, it's not gonna correlate, so that's not gonna give you any results. So I, I would say think about how often you're posting and what exactly you're posting. Think about your goals and work backwards from there because, you know, and that's the approach this is literally the approach that I take with any brand um, that I work with is that we look at goals and we work backwards and we figure out what that framework would be to get to that end goal. We, you have to get to know your audience and then you just have to get in there and be consistent. You know, it's like with Twitter, people say, well, how do we get into Twitter? Learn, <laughs> just get in there, start tweeting, make mistakes, delete it, whatever, but just get in there and start learning and be consistent and be present and that's that would be where the base is for anyone that I would talk to it works it's not going to be like like I said in the beginning of the conversation one post and you're a superstar that's not how it works <laughs> um there are those people that you know have that instant success but that's that's the exception it's not the rule so you have to work at it and to work with me you can visit my website, darilo.com, D-H-A-R-I-L-O.com. I'll be having a few courses that I'm launching soon. One of them is about building your brand on social media and how to get started. So I'll walk you through figuring out your audience, um, figuring out what a posting strategy would be for you, how to find the right hashtags for your brand, and all those basics um, that help you like build up to having a strategy and then posting. Of course, you have to do work <laughs> and post yourself, but at least you'll have the framework to, to build a strong brand organically and authentically. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I love this. I love this. Uh, people, you know how I do this. The video cast is going up on YouTube. I need you to subscribe leave a message, iTunes, SoundCloud. People, subscribe. Holla at your boy. I'm trying to get Oprah on the show. I need yes. y'all to show me some love, all right? And I'm going to be putting this out on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And many more shows are coming up. I thank you, Dariana, for being the guest on the show. This was nice. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me again. It's been a pleasure. It's been so nice to get to know you as well. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, people. People, you're going to be able to, I'm going to leave, you know, this, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's fantastic. You're going to be like, like, what are you still talking for, Will? Uh, <laughs> I am going to put on, when this goes out and create the post, this will be way, I will give you information on how to be able to get in contact with Dariana follow her on 
the social platforms as well. So people, as always, invest in you, ADU, peace.